I'm health coach Heather, and you are listening to episode 210, talking to your children about porn. You are listening to the Nourished Connections podcast, hosted by health coach Heather, master health coach and wellness educator specializing in family health. This show is about raising a strong, healthy, resilient family with confidence and courage in a confused world. So hang out with me each week to learn practical coaching tips, parenting advice, nutrition and exercise suggestions, and stress reducers to apply to your mental and physical well-being. Welcome back to the Nourished Connections podcast. Happy Saturday, everybody. Getting another podcast episode out to you today. I had plans to do a different topic, but I guess I feel inspired to talk on the topic we're going to talk about today, which is how to talk to your children about porn. It's a heavy topic. It's not something we feel comfortable doing as parents. It's certainly our generation that came before and their generation even before them didn't feel the need to really talk about these things with their children. And it was just sort of learned off the streets. Okay. So I want to help you as parents because we're in a totally different day and age now where we kind of have to talk about this stuff to our kids at younger and younger ages. You'll know what's appropriate for your child and their their developmental stages as they go. So I had a question. I saw a question come in from a mother who is of the LDS faith. She's Christian and she's homeschooling her children right now. And the circumstance, I want to tell you what the circumstance was because she has an 11 year old boy who's the youngest in his class And they were in Sunday school and talking about a lesson and things that they need to kind of watch out for in the world to be stronger in their minds and in their hearts and develop and grow and be men of God, right? They have these discussions together in Sunday school. And one other young man his age said, yeah, and we need to watch out for porn. Perfectly okay um, sentence to say, right? However, this other 11-year-old boy who is homeschooled, he said, what's porn? He had no idea what porn was. He'd never heard the word and he's not exposed to any of that because he's not attending a public school where he might be hearing or seeing things more often. And they also don't go to any co-ops. And I'm going to assume that this family also does very little media or technology that would expose him in any way to any of that stuff. Okay, so this family, while some people might say are sheltered, way too isolated, I think it's hard to judge because we as parents, we have a responsibility to protect our children from these things in the world. Um, And so I think we all approach that a little bit differently in the way we parent and in the way we choose to raise our children, whether homeschooling or schooling and what's that going to look like and what will we tell them about? What will we not tell them about? Heck, I would have loved to hold on to my babies right here at the house and not have them know really what's going on out there. 
and what porn was or any of that at the age of 11. That would have been great. But I felt at the age of eight, it might've been a little younger. I had to tell my children about the things that were going on out there and what porn was. And I will tell you, um, it, it, it wasn't a difficult conversation for me because I went into it with a lot of confidence and knowing that my children, I felt, especially my oldest, he just had a very inquisitive mind that needed to know things from an early age. He, he didn't want to be in the dark about anything. So I knew from a very young age, he had to know some of these things. But I basically want to walk you through this parent's experience and what she was feeling and what the result could be from some of those feelings she was having. Okay. So how she found out that this was all going on in class was because there was a member of their bishopric that was sitting in on this lesson. So after church, he went up to this family, this mother, and said, hey, this is what went on in class. We mentioned what to watch out for in the world. And this other boy said, yeah, and we got to watch out for porn. And your boy didn't know what that was. And I just want to let you know, as a member of the bishopric, that he was not aware. Well, this mother's immediate thought was probably something similar to, was I supposed to tell him about this? Isn't he too young? It doesn't seem like the right time to do that. Why does all this stuff have to come up right now? Why do I have to expose my kid to this now? And she probably had all of those thoughts that were causing her um, to panic. But the main emotion she was feeling she had posted was that she was embarrassed over it all. And the embarrassment was probably coming from a thought like, I was supposed to tell my son about this, and I didn't. And everybody tells their kids that stuff, and I don't. And so she was embarrassed. And her action from being embarrassed was really to be in her own head a lot. To be thinking about maybe where she went wrong, where she would have talked about it, why she has to talk about it, which brings on more feelings of maybe anger and resentment at the world for even exposing this to her child. A lot of different trickling things happen in our brain when we're in our head. And this can cause people to want to hide, hide from the conversations, hide from the world, hide from what's going on, maybe stonewall a bit, or they just uh, come off cold to people and they don't talk. And then there's some panic there as well that happens. So these are kind of the actions happening. And then the result is major disconnect, disconnect from our role as parents to have conversations at all that are really heavy and hard to have and disconnect from other humans. We get really sort of upset or resentful that they're mentioning these things to our kids. Don't they know? Don't they know not to talk about the things of the world at church? Well, you know, it, it's a, it's a day and age where things are happening very fastly, fast, fastly. Things are happening fast. And it's our responsibility to sort of know and expect. We have to expect that other people out there, they are going to know a lot more than our children. I know when I was a six-year-old, I found out about sex and porn and all of that right off the streets from a neighborhood boy. I wasn't told about it because people weren't talking about it, especially with that young age group. They didn't think they had to. So imagine 
Now, fast forward from when I was six to now I'm 41, we have a whole different generation of kids who are seeing and learning stuff from incredibly young ages, toddlerhood, right? Maybe even a baby on TV sees something. A baby watches TV, maybe they see a commercial. They've already been exposed to it. It's in there somewhere. So this is why I just think you have to be led. Honestly, I'm just going to give you my coaching advice here. You have to be led by the spirit on this one. To pray when your kids are young, pray about this. Pray to know when the right time is and trust that the Spirit's going to guide you to know when the right time is for each of your children because it might feel different from one to the other. Okay? I know um, when I started listening to podcasts about parenting, these topics were coming up and my children were very young. And it hadn't crossed my mind to talk to them about it until I had listened to those podcasts. And then I felt, yeah, you know what? I have to be having these conversations early and regularly. But I think the fear for me and for a lot of parents is, is if I say the word porn or say what this is, is that going to trigger something in their brain to want to go and search it out and see it? Maybe, maybe not. I truly believe as a parent that if we arm our kids with what to do when they do see it, because it's not a matter of if they see it, it's a matter of when they see it doesn't matter what age they could be homeschooled and very sheltered and then leave the house at 18 go on a mission even and see it on their mission you never know i remember being on my mission in chile i hadn't seen anything like that until i walked into uh one of those computer shops you know there were people didn't have computers in their homes in chile so you would go to these stores that had computers in them it was a really dark place i remember that and um, there were sections that were kind of blocked off. But you could look up anything. It was the internet, right? And the internet was still kind of fairly new at the time. But the first thing I saw was a, a pornography picture right there on the screen. And I can still kind of remember that image in my head. And it really like disturbed me. And I was on a mission, right? I was serving the Lord. I was in a very spiritual place. So to see something like that, was very disturbing to me, um, to my spirit, made me feel a lot of like guilt and shame for even going in there. I've just felt bad and I didn't like what I saw. I ran away from it right away. But I honestly think we need to help our children to not be okay seeing porn, but, but to learn how to process their emotions when they do see it too. The guilt and the shame, it's not their fault right? But to run away from it and to remember that feeling of being disturbed. And that is where the spirit tells us something's not right. Or our inner intuition, we call it, will will tell us this is wrong. This isn't right. You need to get out and get out now and run. And if we heed that voice and we listen quickly, that inner guidance, that inner tuition, that spirit, that is what keeps us safe. Have you ever been in a place where you knew you shouldn't have been? And You just felt like we got to get out of here now. I'm sure many of us have been there. I've been there myself many times in my life, whether it was a teenager, whether again, whether it was on my mission um, late at night, trying to go to a certain place to meet somebody, to teach them the gospel. Even then I had a situation where we were, it was maybe nine o'clock ish and my companion and I were being followed by some guy. We didn't know it at the time. We were getting up into the hills of um, 
going to go teach this lady later at night. And on my mission, we didn't have to be until 10 o'clock. So we were out tracting, they called it. Um, but it was more of just going and teaching a lesson, not knocking doors or anything. And there's a lot of houses up on these hills. They're just kind of, they, they are almost like um, streets of Europe, little little teeny pathways and houses everywhere. And this was in uh, Tokopia. Tokopia, Tokopia, one of my favorite and last, last places that I served. Last place I served, and it was one of my favorite places. And we were up there, and we weren't to the house we were supposed to be at yet. And there was this man following us, and my companion didn't know but I knew and I could feel him behind us and it was dark. And I, we, we were getting close to one of the members houses that was, um, we were teaching because they went inactive and back then and still today, I'm sure they don't, you don't go up to someone's door cause there's usually like a fence around the yard and you just there might be a door. I can't, I'm trying to remember, but you just basically knock and, or you yell, um, you yell, allo like that. And so all of a sudden I just hear this voice in my head that says, stop and start yelling, allo. <laughs> so I start yelling, allo, allo. And my companion was like, what are you doing? And all of a sudden this guy comes up in front of us and he was like, who are you guys? What are you doing? And starts asking us all these questions. And by that time I had yelled allo a few times that, um, the people had come out and he started asking us like, where's your money? I'm I'm here for your money. And then when they came out, he took off running and they let us in for a second. And we just told them what was going on. So we waited there for just a few minutes until we felt like it was safe and to, to continue on. And I believe the gentleman that was, um, let us into his house. That member, he escorted us to that next house. So we were safe, but that's, you can kind of feel that feeling of someone's following me. Something's behind me. Something's watching me, or I shouldn't be here. That is an important voice to teach our kids to listen to from a very young age. And when it comes to pornography, it's easy to get sucked in at a very young age. Cause especially as your hormones are coming on and you turn into a tween and then a teen, um, those feelings that come into your body are so much different than even a child or a grown, a grown adult. Um, but you're just at the height of all those emotions, right? Of growing. And so those feelings are exciting. And sometimes they're too exciting to the point where you want to stay, but you know, it's wrong and you, you know, you shouldn't be doing something. And so this is where people get stuck on that dopamine hit of the excitement versus this is wrong and I got to run and get out of here. And so when you get stuck on needing that dopamine hit from whatever that thing's given you, that is where we spiral and can spiral down into addiction. And then we feel a lot of guilt and shame and a lot of, I don't want to say baggage, but a lot of hard things come throughout the rest of our lives from trying to deal with this addiction that we have because we didn't continue to heed that voice inside of us that said, run, get out. This is wrong. It's called discernment. And a lot of people have this gift to discern right from wrong and others it's, it's more muted. They have it, but it's not as strong. And it could be because they did not know how to get out or weren't taught to get out. So they stayed or they were had, or maybe they were forced in some ways. In some cases nowadays, children are forced to do things 
and they don't want to do them. But adults that are in a very mentally wrong place put these kids through things that you can't even imagine. And so they're forced to, they can't get out in some ways. So then they do build up a resistance to it where they're numb to it. But I want to invite us all to tune back into our bodies, tune back into what discernment feels like, right and wrong. If you're watching a show that just feels dark and wrong, turn it off. I just gave an Instagram little coaching the other day because we were talking about shows to watch as a family, good shows. And so many people mentioned this show to watch Lock and Key, L-O-C-K-E, Lock and Key. And I will say, the second we turned it on, I just felt like it was dark. And I, we kept watching it. I always give a show maybe one and a half, one to two episodes in before I determine if we're going to finish it or not. It felt a lot like Stranger Things, and that felt really dark to me. Um, it also felt like um, the new Ghostbusters, you know, with those kids, kind of some of that stuff. It felt like um, that show with Jack Black. What was it called? Um, maybe it was the key in the wall or something like something in the walls. Do you remember that show? I can't remember. But anyway, it, it just had this darker feeling to it. And then it was showing some sexual stuff. And then it was, it just was scary. And it just wasn't appropriate in my opinion for kids. But all these parents were recommending to watch it with the kids. I guess um, I wouldn't watch it with my kids. And so having watched an episode and five to 10 minutes of the second episode, I can for sure tell you, like we turned it off. There was an interesting thing that happened to me though, within that time, I felt some darkness within me and I got really, really upset at one of my children. And I haven't done this in a long time, but I started to yell at him over him playing his video games. And I went back to this place of like being this angry mom for a second. And I felt that within my body. And I knew at that time I had let something in my house and inside me. It was how, that's how easy it is to let some darkness in just through a TV show. That's actually a TV show for families, you know, TV 14 or whatever it is. And I, I'm glad I caught it when I caught it though. I'm glad I didn't continue watching that series. Although I'm sure it was amazing because it had this amazing storyline that drew you in. Like you want to be part of it. And I still want to watch it, but I'm like, you know what? I don't like that dark feeling I got. I'm not going to watch it. So knowing even as adults, like how to run away, how to flee will make us better. will make us stronger. will bring us closer to our own personal revelation, if you will, what God needs us to do in this life. As we learn how to listen to what we shouldn't be doing for, and what we should be doing too. Okay. If we get a prompting to call someone or go serve someone or make someone dinner to act on those promptings. And that is what we call really listening to that inner guide. And then we act on it. We either get out if we need to get out or we go and serve if we need to go and serve somebody. It's a beautiful thing. Okay. And it will actually bring you the most joy you've ever experienced in your life as you really learn how to listen to it. So this mother was now feeling this disconnect in her body after her son had this experience in Sunday school and she was feeling embarrassed. She was disconnected from motherhood, from the humans. And I just really wanted to coach her and help her 
to get this figured out. So she didn't have to go through these heavy, icky, nasty feelings. And um, I've been there and it's hard. So her circumstance is that her son doesn't know what porn is. The thing is, is we just, we can either make that good or bad with our thoughts, depending on what we want to think, how we choose to think about that. Okay. This mother could easily think a thought like, you know what? It's totally fine that my 11 year old doesn't know about porn. I will gradually teach him though, right now, as I am led to know what to teach him and how to teach him. And this mother from thinking more thoughts like that is going to make her feel more calm and make her feel more confident in her parenting style and what she chooses to do with her children. Cause there is no wrong way or right way here. And she was just doing what she felt was best as a homeschooled mother and not needing to bring these things up, not even thinking they'd come up at church, that word even, but it does come up in social places, even spiritual social places, because these are things we actually probably want to be aware of to keep us safe. Okay. And so she feels calm and confident if she's thinking the thought, you know, it's fine that I didn't feel prompted to teach him about porn earlier in his life. He wasn't ready for it, but now he might be. It's been brought up. It's been mentioned. So I will have the spirit guide me on what, how to teach him and what, what, how much to say. We could go into super, super detail, or we could just say, Hey, naked pictures of people is bad. And we could keep it just whatever you're led to talk about, talk about. I can't tell you a therapist can't tell you people will tell you what to do, but this is your child. You know him best. And this is your family. It's probably time to start the discussion now and just You'll know, you'll know how to say it as you pray about that. And when you're feeling confident and calm, your actions are to actually have the conversation, to say what needs to be said, as much needs to be said, and you'll do it in a calm and confident way. Maybe it will feel uncomfortable a little bit, but I want you to just take a deep breath and go, you know what? These need to be said, and I'm going to say what needs to be said. I think a good book to get your kids is, uh, it's called Good Pictures, Bad Pictures. It's a great book for when kids are first starting out learning about this stuff or before they do, and you want to bring the discussion in it. This is a great book to start having that discussion. It's called good pictures, bad pictures. And I read this to my kids and they knew they said, okay, we got it. And then, you know, every couple months you might revisit the topic and say, Hey, how are we doing? Keeping ourselves safe. Has anyone seen anything that made them feel uncomfortable? Do you want to talk about it? Bring these things up in a family council. You can get my family council guide over at healthcoachheather.com and talk about these things. Really, really talk about these things. Okay. So that you can have a safe place for your children to come to when they do actually see these things and they won't be so confused or scared about it. We'll already have taught them what to do when they see it, how to respond, how to react. Now, when you do that, you're going to, the result is you're just going to feel more connected to your family, more connected to your child, more confidence in yourself as a parent, knowing that you know what to do. Okay. And everything is totally fine. Just like that previous thought where everything's totally fine that my child didn't know, but now I'll teach him. And the result is everything is totally fine. 
you're teaching him, nothing's gone wrong. And that's a beautiful place to land in your brain, just to help you not feel the anxiety around it, to help you feel more peace around all of this, because these are heavy world topics. There's a lot of heavy, hard things going on in the world right now, but that shouldn't scare us. It should give us courage as parents that we are given this privilege and this right to bring children into the world at this time. And we, we we're capable, we're strong. We can do it. We can do it as scary as it is. We can do it and we can have courage. We can do it with bravery. We can do it with love. And I think it's going to be very important that we have Christ in our lives as we do this as parents. So if you're not currently religious or follow a spiritual practice, I just encourage you to please make that part of your family life in some way or another, whether it's just praying or learning how to pray together, being led to attend a church somewhere that you're called to, reading more scripture together, whatever you have to do, praying together over meals at the table, and then you're eating together, bring more of that into your home and you will really start to feel the difference when something dark comes in your home. Bring more light in, you'll feel the dark. I promise. Numb yourself to the dark and it's going to be hard to feel the light. So that's going to be watching what we watch on TV, listening to music, what kind, our language that comes out of our mouth, all of that. So watching it all, taking it all in. This is all about up-leveling ourselves as parents and as humans in the world to create more light into the world, more connection with people in a very beautiful, amazing way. All right, my friends, that's what I got for you today. If you like what you're hearing here, you're going to love coaching with me one-on-one family coaching style. Your whole family can come coach with me for six months at a time. 24 sessions. That's what we do. We work together to establish connection, to work on the hard stuff first that's going on in your family, to coach on it. Each week we get on a phone call together and that program is called Harmony at Home. And I'm going to invite you to go apply for it right now, or you can just reach out to me and ask me about it. And we'll all send you the application. We can get on a phone call, a free phone call, a consultation call, where we can kind of go over what's happening for your family and how my coaching can really help guide you to getting the results you want within the home. Okay. We work on nutrition. We work on exercise. We really, really prioritize mental health in a holistic, amazing way. So reach out to me and go to healthcoachheather.com to learn more. But thank you so much for listening to this podcast episode. It's very, very important that we have these discussions. You guys are amazing. Keep up the good work as parents and have a great rest of your weekend. Bye-bye. Hey, if you've ever wanted your child to work with me as their mindset coach, now is the time to do it. Your child can work with me by going to healthcoachheather.com and click on nurturing potential on the homepage. This could be their best year ever.